There we go. There How you doing, go. boys? Good hellfire yourself, mate. Can't complain. Living the dream. Okay. Sweet. So, Kerbo, we'll start with you, mate. If you want to introduce yourself, tell us a bit about yourself. Hi. My name is Kerbo, also known as William. You can call me the one. I don't care. Um, what to say, what to say. I don't know. I'm not much of a talker, but uh, I'm a 44-year-old gamer. Been gaming since way back in the Apple II days. Yep. And spent most of my gaming uh, career, I guess, as a flight sim enthusiast. Used to build, like, cockpit switches and gauges and stuff. Then I had kids, didn't have much time for that. And uh, yep. eventually I discovered the survival genre with uh, the Daisy mod on Arma 2 and kind of fell in love with the whole survival thing. So I've done a lot of survival and uh, now pretty much any kind of simulation or survival gaming. Yep. It's kind of what I do. Do you watch um, Air Force Proud, I think his name is, on, um, on YouTube? I don't know. That doesn't sound familiar. Sorry, I'm still... I haven't watched a lot of his videos late but he's a very very funny yeah I'm so far behind on everything I haven't been able to spend much time lately hanging out in streams or watching videos or watching your podcast yeah <laughs> I've been so busy with work it's been pretty crazy Air Force Proud um, I make flight sim uh, videos but um he he kind of role plays. Um, okay. Zero zero one. We had a uh, carrier joke on standby. If that was a hard landing, but that was actually very smooth. So nicely done. Thank you. And well, why is got the stream up? Chased by an L thirty nine. I've got the chat up. Yeah. Opposite direction. I'll go check He's him out. In uh, in the seven three seven rotating on uh, nine or left in a massive tail strike. Come in. This is tower. Ethan. Yes, this is been million subs. Nice. Hey, what, what's your call sign? Why didn't you talk to us before? And how about you pull up a little bit? You're about 20 feet over a highway. <laughs> I get the strange feeling all our Google Chromes are going to have about 40 tabs open by the end of this podcast yeah, and all the people yeah. we're going to be checking out. It's going to be pretty cool. Air Force Proud is a, is a, it's a good channel. It's um, He um, basically just has fun with... Um, the uh, as as if you were into the flight sims, Kirby, you probably know some of the people take it very seriously. Um, mm -hmm. And he brings a level of humor to it. He's not a troll per se. He's just a very witty commentator. As you heard, then you know with the massive tail strike on the ground. Yeah, how about you pull it up a bit? You're twenty meters off a highway or something like that, and it's just yeah, quite quite <laughs> funny stuff. Uh, if you enjoy, I've, I've never even played part. a flight sim in in a long time, but I just enjoy. Uh, some of his videos, he's quite funny. But, uh, I actually think I must have been. I've heard of people being unsubbed to channels before by YouTube, but I don't remember actually unsubbing him because I still enjoyed watching his videos from time to time. So, I love YouTube, eh? Yep, I added him to my list of. I, don't, I can't remember. I, I looked it up a while back. Over, I think I'm subbed to over 500 channels, and I watch like you know a tenth of a percent of those. Yeah, same. Due to time. Yeah. I, uh, there's not enough hours in the day to watch all the content I'd love to be able to watch, but at the same time, there's more important things in life than watching yep. YouTube videos nonstop. And Hellfire, tell us a bit about yourself, buddy. Uh, 
Where do we start? I'll go for the boring bits first, I suppose. Um, game for quite a while. Uh, came over from Warcraft originally. Uh, found Daisy through Ian or uh, Brimstone, and then yeah, decided one day to try and give it a go, and thought, why not? And then progressively moved from there towards first-person shooters and everything else in between, I suppose. And how old are you? Uh, just about to hit 30, 29 in three weeks. Yep. Nice young. So i one of the younger ones here. <laughs> Nothing wrong as long as you're grumpy, you'll fit in. Yes, yes. Uh, I love that um, yeah. there's that group on um, bit of grumpy old streamers. I love that um, title. I love that. That's, that's me. That's <laughs> That's you guys, is it? Yeah, no, that's... that's... Our behind the scenes baby. Yeah, I love that. I love it. Um, as as I'm finding out, there's actually um, quite the market. And Kerbo, you probably get the same as well, mate. For people who they they, they don't want the, the high energy dramatic uh, stuff, they just like to be able to chill. And sure, yeah, yeah. And I myself, and I like the smaller streams better anyway because yeah. anytime I pop into a large stream, it's just you know. The chat's scrolling so fast, you can't even tell what's going on. That's just not for me. Yeah. I don't know how some of them uh, manage it. You know, the running man and the rest of them with their thousand viewers, and they don't even have sub mode on. Uh, all they have yeah, is... Yeah, I don't. I don't either. And it's yeah, a talent for sure. Oh, yeah. And happy birthday, Pappy. Pappy turned, uh, in chat, turned 29 yesterday. Happy birthday, Pappy. Just a young pup. So what happened? Older in, than some of us. What happened in Day Z the last week? Well, obviously, um, um, I was playing on Baby Nades as start of the server, which looks quite promising. Yeah, it looks like a pretty decent, uh, like a decent server. I think, like you said in your uh, in your stream earlier while you were playing it, the the scarcity of ammo is quite an interesting one because it's being a obviously a hardcore server. Yeah. I think it's quite. Uh, quite good that they're making it to the point where you know you're not just going to find bullets in every single building like you do on quite a lot of servers nowadays yeah yep i definitely think that's a big plus for the server in that you know, it'll be at the point where yeah obviously you could you know if you could grind like i got lucky found that chopper at the end there which gave me 40 rounds of uh 556 ammo but even then that's still not even two mags um and in all that time you know a decent loot run um now, most people would have had three or four mags and an AR by now, and I'm struggling to find that. Um, I've got an SKS with seven rounds and the uh, MP5 with uh, just under 30 rounds now. Zombies get out of me and I wasted ammo on it. But I, I, I like that. I like the, um, the more grinding experience as opposed to the high loot AI traders. They're fun and all. I've been playing on Pipsy a bit lately and enjoying it uh, for what it is, but my heart definitely lies in more hardcore. For Daisy, though, isn't that surely the way to go? I mean, we're all fairly seasoned players. We've all put in a lot of hours. The older way was the harder way. Now with mods, you can literally go and gear up in sort of 10, 20 minutes and you are kitted to the teeth and don't need to go anywhere. Although I know the one thing Turbo's waiting for, and that's the bow and arrow. Oh yeah. <laughs> Even the crossbow. I, I mean, I would, I would literally 
anybody that's ever watched my old Daisy stream. So now I would just wander around in the woods. I used to, you know, trap rabbits, go fishing, hunt deer with a bow. That was, that was my jam. Yep. 99% of people probably think that's boring as hell, but oh. hey, I had fun. I loved it um, back when there was one of those patches where the infected were quite a challenge. Um, and one of the first things you would do after obviously getting a bit of food and water was get a stick, get a rope, make a bow, then um, get some uh, sticks and make them into sharpened sticks. Um, yep. Go and raid a chicken coop to get some feathers and uh, make the improvised arrows and use that to take the infected out silently um, because you were scared of alerting. I think that was about 0.55 think when nearly yeah, everyone was really running around that. just take an hour and, and clear a village it was good fun yeah 0.55 was a great patch i loved it i know a lot of people hated it but i fucking so hardcore if you if you knew where to look you could still find shit um but so many people were complaining about the lack of food and the lack of gear and yeah yeah, see, I never played the game back then. I didn't. I didn't even have a PC back then. But yeah. I was watching a lot of streamers back then, and seeing how it worked back in those days in those earlier patches is kind of what got me into into watching it in the first place. Seeing how different Daisy was yeah. to almost any other game out there. But I think that's the one point with Daisy that me and Hellfire disagree on slightly is that he prefers the more vanilla and I understand that and I do enjoy it but I personally prefer modded to a degree I think not I, I don't want to have necessarily it be like you say walk into into a town the first house you go into has got you know two guns all the ammo you could need you know that sort of thing isn't what I'm after but I think having, I think the modding community has sort of made an extra step in the game, so to speak, that makes it, it does make it a little bit easier um, to a degree. But I think, I think it's added, it's added something extra that I think the game was almost missing to some degree with what with the, you know, a lot of old features being taken out by the devs and now being put back in by, you know, by modders such as you mentioned earlier, Boydie, in your stream with the medical attention mod. Yeah. You know, having having that ability to to do the sleep thing, which I don't think was ever a feature anyway, nope. but that reintroduced the broken limbs. Yes. You know, which which I think was absolutely phenomenal. You know, I think that should have always been there. So I think the modding community has done well. I think it adds something to the game, but I can see both sides of the uh of the argument between sort of vanilla and modded. It's, it's not even vanilla's better though. It's more of the fact that some servers, and I'm not gonna not gonna name any because that's just unfair to them and the owners of them. But some of them have too many mods, and it is literally an absolute fest. And when you play on a lot of servers, it's what, what 18 gig to download Daisy now. Yeah. And when you end up with more mods than you do the base game, you know there's a problem. I feel there is anyway. What are the and those servers like? are gonna run great too, right? <laughs> Well, actually, I haven't played much on vanilla servers, Hellfire. How how are how do they run compared to these modded servers? So I play a lot of servers that are mainly like borderline vanilla. Like I love things like um, the Red Zone. It's not um, it's not vanilla vanilla. It's not an official type thing, but there are very few mods that change what it is apart from some of the. But I think there are some places now that you just don't need to go on vanilla. They play well to a point vanilla servers have always been 
or official servers have always been dodgy, but they play to a point. Um, the slightly modded ones play better. The heavily modded ones just don't play at all, I feel. Some of them are just so laggy, it's unreal. I was trying to drive on uh, Pipsy, and I, I love the Pipsy server, and I've been having fun on it, but driving on it, thank God they've got invincible cars because I was just warping all over the place because of the amount of mods and the amount of mega bases and stuff like that. And it, it was fun to a weird, to, in a weird sort of way. Like it was a challenge to actually manage to keep going on a straight line. I, I, was, I was driving a modded vehicle, the Land Rover, if anyone played with them. And they definitely aren't a four-wheel drive. They slide like they're oiled road. So... It takes a bit of skill to drive them the best of times, let alone without the server jumping all over the place on you. Yeah. One of the things I liked about Daisy Down Under was when I was on the admin team there with Bud and the girl, Bud would start off pretty much, about every fortnight they'd have a meeting, um, and Spud would start off with, okay, let's review the mods. What mods don't we need anymore? Always looking to, like for the reasons you guys said, minimise the amount of mods that we had on there. Do we still need this one? Do we still? And inevitably, more often, we would end up just saying, no, we still need all of these ones. But he would always push everyone to think about, do we really need something? And some did get removed. Um, when it was like, okay, we don't actually need that. Yeah. Sorry, the um, the base game has brought back in the main weapons that we were, you know, the Blaze, I think, was one of them, and things like that. And yeah, he's just, he's always looking for ways to minimize the amount of mods that run on the server. Yeah, I think that's yeah. always going to be the uh, the trade-off, isn't it, with the modded, though? It's it's going to be that, you know, they add in features, perhaps, you know, that everyone wants and yep. weapons, packs, and things like that that people want. But at the same time, like you say, it's especially when it comes to driving, because I think cars in Daisy have always been relatively uh, interesting, to say the least. Um, you know, but I think when you, like you say, when you have got mega bases and, and you know, 4,000 mods on the bloody server, it does, uh, it does, is it going to impact the, the performance? So I think it is a bit of a, it's a bit of a give and take, bit of a fine line. And it is, it is very difficult to get that, that balance just right. So I'm wanting to, uh, Carl, we're doing the uh, Boomer Zone podcast, mate, discussing all things Daisy and whatever else takes our fancy for the next hour or so. Uh, it's something new I've started doing. Um, trying to, there's no what there. There's been a couple of people in the past who've done it. Like some of you may remember Altercast with um, Renee and Super FT Lol. I loved that show. Yeah, that was so, good stuff. Uh, and you know, two guys with pedigrees that not many people can again was always i always wished um the running man had done it with them as well because they were the triumvirate of uh daisy there for quite some time their videos together were you know quite often you'd end up with all three of them doing a video the same encounter video but from their own perspective and i would find myself watching all three of them just because they had such different play styles um but then we had um, Un Cooper with his Compass podcast, Rage Brewer and Septic Falcon, and um, usually a fourth person if they get one. Um, but that fell by the wayside. So just felt that there was still a, you know, a, it's a niche thing as well. Pretty much everything I do is niche. That's my way of saying I'm a better and not. But, um, we all have the same opinion of ourselves. 
but I still think there there is a bit of a desire for people to be able to talk about all things Daisy and Daisy related. Fun. And yet here I am, and I don't even have Daisy installed. But you have <laughs> a great pedigree of Daisy. I do have an hour or two in the game, yeah. Yeah, um, and like just I said, one or two last week. Um, I kind of put you for the US content creators. You're like the US version of Vigilante Gamer in, in my mind. That was a huge compliment. I, I don't know that I agree with that, but thank you. No, see, I was thinking about it as well. In that, you two are not similar gamers. Vigilantes are very tactical, almost skitty in his uh, mannerisms, whereas you're more a survivalist. You know, if you see someone, you'll be mm -hmm. cautious, but I've, I've, I remember you, you're quite open to talking to people. You enjoy talking to people. And it's one of the things I loved about your was you were an interactor, whereas Vid, uh, is, Vidge is the sort of guy who'll stand back and watch for 50 minutes if he guy's got patience to believe. Yeah. Um, but you both have this if you ever watched a vigilante gamer video, his style of he's mesmerizing. And your videos to me were the same Kerber. They were mesmerizing. You know, once you started talking, Renee's a bit the same. Once Renee starts talking, you just find yourself hanging on every word he has to say when he's doing his videos. Um and you're that way Vigilante's that way. Well, thank you. Yeah, Renee is a great storyteller. I've always enjoyed his videos. Fortunately, it looks like the real world's caught up with him as well. That's yeah, a lot, a lot of, of people great have storytellers busy. and Daisy. A lot of great storytellers. Maybe Nades. Maybe Nades is another one. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care for third person Daisy like at all. Usually that's just a complete turn off. But but Baby Nades, man, I'll I'll watch him all day. Yeah, he's another one. He's got a great style of a narrative. Mm -hmm. I don't watch too many channels um, or videos that are just. If I want to watch that. I'll go that's watch something. It's boring. Yeah, I'll watch a PUBG video if I. PvP. I much prefer my story. There's so many other games that do PvP better. I, I never understood why people always wanted it. seems like they always wanted to force DayZ to be a PvP game, or that's that's not really where its strength lies. No. You've only got to look at um, you know, the guys who are um, quite uh, prevalent, Oprah Minder and stuff. How frustrated they get with the of the engine. Sure. Even uh, Danny Boy has been playing Daisy. Even he was commenting, I'm going to take hold of your rifle. I think that might have been a heavily modded server, maybe, that he was playing on because saying it could take up to two seconds his, his rifle to shoulder in. That is insane. You should try running around with an LMG in Call of Duty Warzone. Jesus. <laughs> I think I actually, uh, I think I actually aged about five years in the time it took for me to switch from an LMG to my pistol the other day. <laughs> the animation is just so. Are you guys enjoying that game? It's not bad. 
It's, um... I'm enjoying it a lot more than I expected. Really? For a call, I mean, I've, I've always been a bit of a Call of Duty fan, but I've I've always been more on the campaign side. Yeah. I've always liked playing through the missions and the storyline behind it with the characters, especially with like the original three Modern Warfare games. You know, having three yes. games with the same story arc, I thought that was phenomenal. That's always been my forte. And then this whole battle royale thing exploded, and I played a little bit with you know Fortnite and uh, Apex Legends and stuff, but. La their their last attempt with Call of Duty Blackout as a as a battle royale was was a bit lackluster, so I was a bit hesitant to give this a go. But I thought, what am I going to lose? I've already bought the game; it comes as a free update. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to. It's not going to be a bad thing. So I, thought I might as well just jump on and give it a go. And and to be fair, I've in, I've actually enjoyed it a lot more to the point where I've made a YouTube video out of it. So yep. it's not, uh, you know, it's not too bad. There is definitely a lot of things that need fixing it's definitely a lot of uh a lot of teething problems but then it's only been out for like a week or so so there's going to be that yeah there's a there, there is some lag issues with the game as well yeah i've noticed yesterday i was like teleporting all over the place every time i tried to sprint i would uh i was like the flash i was just suddenly zipping 10 feet in front of me i've been hearing um hackers are getting quite bad oh I've not experienced it myself with hackers. Um, no, neither have I. I was in. Apparently, you know, they're going to be there anyway. It's it's that sort of game. But I've not really seen a massive problem with it. The teleporting around yesterday was bad. That was really not very fun at all. Because Warzone is free to play, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. That just seems like an instant uh, recipe to have hackers. Yeah, that's that seems to be what. Yeah, I'll say everyone seems to have that that same idea. I think it's a valid point as well because you know quite a, quite a lot of people then are going to have access to it that didn't before that weren't going to want to pay out for it. And I think that's a lot of the issues with a lot of games now. We seem to be moving forward towards a sort of a more free to play kind of uh, kind of thing nowadays with a fair few games, and it does worry me that then that is going to bring some sort of influx of 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 people not doing things the right way, which it, it is a bit of a concern. You ever played him, Kerbo? Oh, I haven't. No. Not PUBG, not Fortnite, none of the uh, battle royale games. I've played PUBG maybe six rounds. I bought it just to support uh, Player Unknown. Yep. It's just not really my thing. I was disappointed um, that he never implemented the uh, modding. Um, I remember him quite distinctly saying that yeah, he would support modding uh, for the game because mm -hmm. modding helped him get where he was, and then it happened. And I was actually quite disappointing. Yeah. I'm not very good at uh, the whole shooty-shooty thing in games. No, I suck at it. Uh, but I, I still enjoy playing it. Like, my favourite... Uh, Thing is, um, getting my hands on that VSS, particularly on the uh, the jungle one, uh, Sandhawk, um, and just crawling like a snake in the grass and shooting people. There's, 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 it's one of um, those. I can be quite trolly at one of my um, favorite things to do is to sit there and get someone who's about 200 meters away from me and bring them with VSS shots, and they've literally got no idea where they're coming from. They can't see mm -hmm. you doesn't make any sound that they can hear other than the pinging of rounds and damage to their body. 
and it, it's quite funny to just sit there watching someone trying to take cover um hiding from they've got no idea where they're being shot from and just shooting themselves it's a bit of a trolley thing to do yeah i watched people i used to watch PUBG like smack and anthony kong fan and i figure with people like that playing the game there's no reason for me to be in the game i'll just die it, it's actually one of the things for it like uh, i remember playing a lot of call of duty free for all and i would never do i would come bottom half now but even me with my crap gamer skill I've managed to get wins in PUBG. Sometimes it's a one hmm. kill win. Sometimes it's a four or five kill win. I've never had a double digit. I don't think I am. But I will give him that. He managed to make a game that almost anyone can win, which was quite a pleasant surprise for me. You, know, you watch um, some of the pros play, and when they win, they barely even bat an eyelid. Mate, when I win, I'm whooping. I am. <laughs> I am just going out. Yeah, I don't think I ever got a chicken dinner. I could get into top 10 pretty easy just by playing smart, but then I would yeah. just, I would lose because of my poor gun skills. So I've never <laughs> had a solo chicken dinner, but I've had a couple of ones with groups, and even with, with Call of Duty, I still haven't had a solo win. I haven't had a win yet on multi-zone, but I've never had a solo win in a battle royale. With teams, not a problem. Solos? Yeah, don't even go. About you, Broom? Oh, well, Hellfire is going to be upset that I'm mentioning this because uh, it's all I've done for about 48 hours. But I did get a solo win on War Game at half one the other morning. Hey. And uh, yeah, no, I was, I was, to be fair, it was more luck than judgment uh, to the most part, which is pretty par for the course of my entire existence. But yeah, no, it was, um, I don't think I ever got any. I think I got, when Fortnite first came out, I think I got a couple of solo wins on that, but that was like early days, like before it blew up in popularity. Um, and then I got, I had PUBG on Xbox. Um, I think I got like a solo win on that and a couple of squad wins with some friends that knew what they were doing better than me. Um, but I think it's one of those things like Kerbo said, if you play smart, you can definitely get top 10. Yep. But I find the issue with that, though, is that if you're like a content creator, if you're streaming that or trying to turn that into a video, it doesn't always make I, I, it doesn't. I think it doesn't always make for the most compelling video. So I kind of try to I try to stay away from that whole camping side of things if I'm making a video about it um, or streaming it. But at the same time, you've got to be, you know, like you say, you've got to play smart in order to actually get anywhere near end game in a lot of these now. I just, I just embraced it. I did a, uh, who's cutting out the me spirit? I think it's, I think I might need him. Um, I haven't noticed you cutting out. I don't know if anybody else here on discord has. Now, nah, even in my uh, video recordings. It's, I've noticed it as well, so it's definitely something technically. Um, but I thought yeah. you were self-mute in bad language. <laughs> but yeah, I just embraced um, the camping side of it. I did a series of videos. They're not very popular. None of my stuff is. Um, but 
Um, the people who watched it, they always enjoyed it. And I just did a series of videos called uh, How to Get a Chicken Dinner When You Suck at PUBG. That's literally the name of the series. And I think uh, probably uh, went to double digits of them. I don't get a lot of chicken, but it just shows me snaking and camping and all those things that, you know, 99% of PUBG streamers say are pussy plays and all the rest of it. You know what? They are pussy plays. I'll fucking do it because I do not have, like you, Kerber, I do not have the skills to match the likes of a Choco Tark, Critical Motion, these MLG pros who just have these lightning reflexes. I'm going to camp like a motherfucker. I'm going to hide in the grass, in the bush, and wait until you run past and gun you down and know that you're going to rage about it. That's the only way that I can win. If I run around trying to jump and scope and whatever else they'll do, I'm not going to win. I'm just going to die over and over and over. I've got like a 0.5k, um, they call it, kill-death ratio. Yeah, KD. Yeah, uh, Camping is such an overused term. Yeah. I think you say, you wouldn't run and gun in that situation. If you and 99 other people are thrown into an area and told, right, last one out, last one to survive gets out, you're not going to run around like a headless chicken. You are going to sit in a corner with a shotgun like a bitch. Yeah. Yep. So you play it sensible. Play it as a, it's your ass on the line, and nine times out of ten, you will get there. We're top five at least. I can't remember. Well, they say slow and steady wins the race for a reason. I can't remember what the channel was, but there was a very good gamer, and he pretty much just played to get the kill. And he, I said, you know, the idea came to him to play to win. He said just that simple mindset change of playing to kill. To playing to win, found the game a new level of intensity for him. Just you know, the adrenaline rush that he was getting, and it changed. It made him change the way he played because he was focused on not dying. And yeah, it, it, was, it was quite a fascinating video to watch. Someone who probably had like a two KD, not higher, um, and then he said, you know, it found myself slowing down, being more cautious, listening out camping more so I could get a feel for the battlefield around me rather than just running around relying on bunny hopping mechanics and ducking and weaving and all the rest of it that see them do when they're um, not trying to stand still. Now, having been a soldier, I can tell you, you don't just stand there fucking jumping around from left to right to left to right to left to right. Um, you find a place, you hole up in that. The most um, that I could ever... That was something the British um, soldiers taught from Northern Ireland Ooh, hey. was um, playing side to side, standing still. So it wasn't an easy shot for a sniper. And um, I actually took that on board myself with my patrolling um, in the when I was still like logical things I've ever heard. Don't just stand there, um, but sway. You pronounce sway in your um, walk. And, and don't make it predictable, mix it up a bit and all the rest of it. Other than that, you're, you're not jumping around all over the place like someone with ADHD, body Tourette's or something. I think that's so got to be the, the meta now as well. Oh. Sorry? Carry on, Ed. I think it's got to be the meta nowadays as well. Like when you, when you look at like Call of Duty, for example, with all those... Um, with all the different uh, 
different mods and things you can put on, you know, the, with your loadout and things and having having different, you know, sort of settings you can change to make it so you can hear footsteps louder. I think I think taking, let like you say, taking cover, swaying around a bit, making making unpredictable moves is is the way to go. I, I don't I don't get how people get so upset when I mean, which is ironic, me saying it because I, I, I get a bit annoyed at times. But I don't get how people can sometimes get really like upset and like gamer rage over being killed because someone was camping an area rather than running out in the open and yeah. you know and, and opening themselves up to to being shot. Especially with with the the sniper rifles that are in Warzone at the moment. One of the matters at the moment is to have a sniper rifle, a high-powered sniper rifle, with a thermal scope on it, because the thermal scopes work regardless of the the lighting, and you just you just light up like a little like a little light on a Christmas tree, and all of a sudden you're you know you're getting beamed in the head from God knows where. So having that that camp and being aware of sniper spots, and I think for all of us having come from Daisy as well, we've all. Uh, We've all experienced shots coming out of absolutely nowhere, so I think it's kind of given us all that little bit of extra, a little bit of extra game sense to to be very aware of your surroundings on the off chance that there is a sniper in the area. What do you guys think? Thermal scopes being in. No thanks. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good. Cheers. I mean, I'm not. Maybe. Yeah, I think I think NVGs is a definite yes. As for thermal scopes, I, I don't know. I don't think it would be. I don't think it would be the way to go. I know there are some mods out there that um, that allow it that, that have it in there, but I think as far as I don't think they should, that, that Bohemia should be putting them in. Um, you know, if someone wants to mod them in and use them that way, that's fine. But I think it's it's just giving too much of an advantage, especially when you when you've got night vision. Imagine if you've got a night vision and thermal scope. You know, using those, you know, in in sort of some sort of tandem, it just becomes, you know, you just become like God. Then there's no there's no point. I'm I'm not a fan of it. I'd gather you guys knew I was going to. Um, I could I could understand if servers want to put it on there. Lots of servers, most of the popular servers are PvP. Can understand. I know that they, um, it was a big thing back in the mod, if I recall correctly. Yep. But New Day's... Massively OP, too. I think it just cheapens the whole gameplay. Might as well take all the trees out if you're going to have thermals. You just, <laughs> like I said, light up like a Christmas tree. It's the same in Escape from Tarkov, too. That's kind of the new meta on like the woods map, is just get a thermal and you just see everybody. Yeah, I've been seeing some tweets in that. From people saying that thermals don't belong in first-person shooters, in there's, there's always going to be a, the option. I, I, I can see there is an argument for Daisy being like an in-game item that you know, on the server, and word gets out who's got it. You know, base is going to be raided. Then you have the thing, alter count log out with good items on the alt account and no one will ever be able to get that item off of the character logged out on. 
Yeah, people are always going to game the system, no matter what system you put in place. Yep. So what, what's your opinion on DayZ at the moment, Kerbo? <laughs> you sure you want to hear that? Yeah, damn straight. That's why I asked you on, mate. Um, one of the things with this thing, mate, is I've, I've, I've upset some people with some of the stuff I've said about DayZ in the I'm a fanboy of Daisy. I'll still call them out on stuff that I don't like. And I think that, like we talked about last week, you know, people got upset with doing JLK and interviewing Silo. Um, but you can't just hide your uh, head in the sand about issues that Daisy's facing, you know, whether it be content creators uh, related to the game or the game itself. The game has its faults. Um, Sumrak will admit that. Brian Hicks admitted that in the interview. So I think it's important that people do say their views on State of Daisy. You know, as long as it's constructive and not just trash like some people like to do. Sure. Yeah, I was just looking at Steam here as we were started up the uh, podcast. Uh, I haven't had Daisy installed since December of last year. Yep. I don't think I've played it regularly for maybe up to a year. I, I don't even remember when I used to play. Uh, but basically, I, I just have zero desire to play Daisy anymore. I had, I don't I played it before it was on Steam when it was on the mod, so I don't know for sure how many hours, but, you know, several thousand hours on the mod and about a thousand on standalone. But it's just kind of dead to me. Uh, it's It's just a hollow shell of what it used to be or what it could be. And anytime I did play it, I was just disappointed, so I, I quit playing it. What was what was uh, the core down, team has left? Uh, just all the the bugs and glitches and shortcomings, and it's just frustrating. It's I think it's just kind of on life support. I don't think they've really got that many people working on it. I mean, just look at how little has come out over the last year or so. We were told, you know, once Infusion is in, the the content's going to come rip roaring out, and that didn't happen. And yeah. So that's kind of where it's at. I could I could go on and on and on, but I don't know if you have anything specific. But basically, it's, to sum up, I just have no desire to play because it's just a big disappointment when I do. You're doing the right thing, though, stepping away from it, because you know, I've had people, um, usually on Twitter or something like that, say, I just can't do it. My advice to them is step away. Step away from Daisy. Game yep. that we've all got such great fond memories of, whether it be... Stuff you did, shows you watched of your favorite creators back in the day. Um, don't want to end up hating it, so step away from it. Just play something else, go something you enjoy rather than keep flogging a dead horse. You know, a lot of content creators um, fall into the trap of this game made me, so I've got to do it. But I think they could all take a lesson. From as usually very about 20,000 people. Summit, Summit OG. He lost <clears throat> the desire to play a lot of games. And he actually was, what I understand, almost contemplated quitting streak. And then he just had a rethink of his things and said, bugger, I'm gonna play. Because um, his numbers were nosediving. 
And I think that's when he found Sea of Thieves. And he was having so much fun playing it. Summit's one of those guys. I don't watch him too uh, But when I do, you can see the guy clearly. And yeah, sure. he, he did a series of uh, streams playing Sea of Thieves. The, the fun he was having playing in that game, I've never played so much about it. Sail around and fight other shit, islands or something. But um, the enjoyment he was having was contagious and his skyrocketed again. You know, he's now one of those guys, he gets 20,000 plus on his start. Yep, and that's just raw personality and talent right there. And I don't watch yeah. his streams just because I don't enjoy those larger streams. No. But I did watch like an hour-long video of him from his stream on YouTube, and he was just trolling people in the, in their ship. He was hiding in the crow's nest, and he would move stuff around while they weren't looking, and it was hilarious. Yeah. I think when someone's having fun as well, when you're sitting and watching a stream and you can see they're having fun, it's just like you said, it's infectious. You know, you can see they're enjoying themselves. It makes you want to watch it. If you're sitting there and watching a guy who's just, you know, F this, F that, I'm sick of this crap, I don't want to play this game anymore. So me, to a most part. Um, you know, you, you kind of, you don't want to sit and watch someone in that negative mind space the entire time. Absolutely. So I think having, having that, like you say, having that positive, messing around, trolling people, moving things when they're not looking, you know, it's fun for the streamer to do. And I think that that then translates into the, to the viewers that are watching it. Have you guys heard of Wings of Redemption? No, it doesn't really I have You have Kerbo? No, I haven't. haven't? He is pretty much someone who is basically a whole market of some people in particular who then hire catalog video raging in Right, yeah. You're not donating. Um, I'm not streaming anymore today. Like Spirit just wrote in. Wings is. He was a massive. Days of Shinema. You guys can remember that. The Nanas and. One guy as well. And, um, you know, the, the guys who almost pine. Those person shoot modern warfare videos and stuff like that. Wings was one of the best. Really big guy. Lives out of a uh, trailer in what fuck there, I don't know. But he was massive. Then he's got a very toxic personality. Made some major stuff up. So called out Syndicate podcast they were doing. Syndicate. Really big on doing old uh, Call of Duty zombie video. Yeah. So I discovered the, him. Yeah, he was one of the biggest um, and best at it. And Wings just has this nature about him. I heard it described as he doesn't realise just how one of those people who's naturally like that. And he'll have to insult you, have to talk down to you. And he um, called out Syndicate and they had this famous uh, 1v1. War, uh, War Pig map, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, on which had the tank in the nice. middle and the uh, couple of mounds of dirt in that, um, and Syndicate destroyed him. 
Uh, not like completely annihilated. And Wings fucking. That was like the point for his. Now he's at the stage where he gets one to two watching his stream all time. Just I don't want to be playing. Only playing it because donated. That's it. I'm done. I'm not playing. Fuck it. I'm not going to stream. He snaps controllers. He's an Xboxer. Just. You wonder why he does it. No, Sounds like a miserable existence. A very yeah, very, in that. very miserable. I think there is a there is a market for for that sort of rage clips. I mean, you you mentioned like Summit uh, earlier, Boydie. You know, there's yeah. there's a video out there somewhere of him. I can't. I don't know what game he was playing, he but he got monitor. rage, and he, yeah, he just falcon punched his monitor into oblivion. Yeah. and I think I think you know that's funny to see that every now and then. From someone, especially of of the level of Summit as well, you know, to see someone like that who's usually fairly cool, calm, and collected and a professional, to see that on occasion and use sparingly is, you know, can can be wonderful. But like you say, if like this this Wings guy, if he's just kicking off left, right, and center every five seconds, and you know, giving it the big one about how, you know, I'm only playing this game because you guys donated, and I'm not going to effing stream anymore and all that. I think that's just that's just you know. That's taking it to a to a level it doesn't need to be at now. Yeah. No, you, you're definitely doing the right thing, Kerb. Stepping away. Like I said, you know, your videos, see how much love and passion you have in the game. See that in you know, the farm sim. You should be playing, but do, do what you enjoy. Wait, don't. Like with the, the stuff with um, the Daisy Dead. Whenever they put a tweet out and dog pile in on I don't have any constructive constructive to argument. I bother even commenting. Forget about it. Go in that you enjoy in life. Don't focus negative. Yeah, that's for sure. That's just kind of social media for you though. It's just miserable people with an outlet. But I've got like 300 games in my Steam library, and most of those work, so I just moved on. Most of those work. <laughs> the ones that don't are obviously EA games. Oh, I've got a huge list of EA stuff that failed. I think the biggest uh, I can think of. What was that? Fallout 76. I think that's the biggest stuff I bought. Oh uh, yeah! Didn't that come didn't out with that, that right at one point? Sorry. Didn't uh, Fallout seventy six have like a, a weird battle royale mode when that came out at some point as well? I have I have no idea. I bought the um, power armor edition and um, helmet sits up in the top of my cupboard in shame. Remind me never to ever back a game like. Anybody here ever hear of the Stomping Land? No, it doesn't ring a bell. The title. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was an early access. It was actually like um, almost like cavemen and dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, it was fantastic, but it, it folded up. Yeah, it didn't last. I've got my Steam library is littered with early access projects that died on the vine. It actually reminds me, mate. Have you tried that Aussie survival game again? I enjoyed that video you did on it. 
Outback Survival. I've been keeping an eye on it. I, I haven't made any more videos, um, but it's coming along. He's he's made quite a few changes. It's still just kind of really at the the uh, amateur stage, yep. you know, single dev learning his way. But uh, yeah, it's fun. It, I just it kind of caught my eye and thought I'd give it a look. It was good though. You did a good job on it. Um, slowly working out the mechanics of the game, and um, I was a bit confused as to what those guys with ARs were doing in the middle of the Australian outback, considering how hard it is to get your hands on assault rifles in the country. Well, you mean they're not just everywhere? No, no, mate, not at all. <laughs> not at all. We can't even get semi-autos, mate. Yeah, I've, I've been keeping an eye on it. It's it's getting updated. and There's just there's a ton of stuff out right now. It's what a great time to be a gamer. Uh, I wish I had more time on my hands. But I've got uh, I've been playing uh, Withstand Survival. It's yep. kind of a new one. Uh, Journey of Life. Uh, there's one that's not out yet called Black Powder that looks like it's going to be pretty interesting. Have there's just followed, there's some stuff. Have you followed Dead Matter at all? I, I do, yeah. I'm a Dead Matter uh, partner, so maybe someday if they ever get anything playable, we'll check it out. I'm quite interested in what they're doing. Um, I don't think it's, it's not going to be a Daisy kill. Quite different. No. Uh, very different, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, it's, got, it's got players, it's got zombies or infected or whatever you want to call them. Um, but there is... They, they, I, I like the fact that it's not trying to be DayZ. They're doing their own spin on the whole survival horror style. To start as they're setting it in an English land, which is something very different to DayZ. DayZ has gone with... European backdrops. They're sitting there. As if yeah, something Cal American, which is kind of cool. Cal Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Um, they've got AI, AI factions there. And it, some of the stuff does raise some questions with me. They have basically, you can align yourself with a certain faction, progress your storyline with them. But the way I'm understanding it at the moment is that unlike DayZ where a server basically just it goes on and you know, when they wipe a server and they restart it, you still say the story is just carrying on. They just wipe the server for performance reasons. Whereas Dead Matter appears to have like a finite cycle of server life. And then when it resets, it resets back to very close after the infection outbreak. So... Initially, when the um, server life starts, you've got power still running, central services, you know, that sort of stuff. And then as the server progresses in life, you eventually lose the power. You have to go and maintain the hydroelectric plant and stuff like that to keep those services going. And then once you reach the end of the lifestyle again, it all restarts again. So I'm not sure how well that's going to be gameplay-wise, but... They've definitely got some very good ideas or some different sort of uh, concepts to that whole genre. Yeah. And only time will tell. I think I think they kind of hit a wall technically, and that's when you saw, the, oh, we're going to have to break up the map. We can't oh, make it. Like, that upset lot. some people. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm right there with them. Don't. Yeah. But so many people fall into that trap. They're like, oh, we're going to go make the next Daisy Killer, and they don't realize, hey, this is really hard. That's yeah. why everybody fails at it. Yeah. Yeah, 
I'm glad you said that, mate. I'm glad you said that. Daisy with all its faults um, has broken a lot of ground for games in this genre, this big, massive size yeah. map. Um, and all its faults that it needs to be called out on, um, they're still doing a damn good fucking job. Well, that's kind of what Bohemia does, right? Huge open maps. That's mm. that's their thing. Yep. And now with modding, you know, oh. it's really pushing, um, letting people know just how hard it is to add. Yeah, I'm even guilty of it myself in saying they need more features. They need more um, places of interest, you know, events of interest and stuff like that. But then you look at, like we were talking about earlier in the um, podcast, um, these heavily modded servers and the the impact it has on the performance of those servers. Yep, for sure. And uh, the server hardware too can just make or break a Daisy server. That's why I think a lot of the official servers don't run that well because they're not on the greatest hardware. Whereas something like Daisy Underground tends to run pretty well because they've got it on monster hardware and tweaked the hell out of it. Daisy Underground's a great. Yeah, I think you cut out there. I heard Daisy Underground. Yeah, Daisy Underground's a great server. Sure. Yeah, that was my home for most of my Daisy standalone career. I say career. It wasn't a job. (laughs) (laughs) Most of my time playing Daisy standalone. Uh, I was really surprised when they went modded. Like, I, I was. I always expected that to be like the last bastion of the pure vanilla experience, and the, they kind of took a 180 degree turn. I think they needed to, though. otherwise, the game was it was on life support there at once. What I think it got down to between two to three thousand active players worldwide. Yeah, I mean, yeah, bills to pay or or principles. You gotta you gotta pick one, I suppose could be worse you could have had a survive the night server at one point there was nine people in the world playing that game wasn't that a letdown oh, don't even wow yeah I, i'm raising my hand i'm guilty same. i completely fell for that same I, I bought the um advanced copy and then i got in there and i was running around the map and it was just like what am i meant to be doing remember the frankie on pc video for survive the nights yes. where the hell was that game I want to play that game. Yes. Yes. It was the launch that sucked the most. Like downloading all those files to have no executable file. You had no game, but you downloaded everything. How much do you reckon they paid him? I have no idea. They had to have paid him a lot to get him. <clears throat> it's somewhat playable. I, I did a, a stream on it. Uh, it's been several months ago, but it's fairly playable right now, but it's nothing like that game they showcased. You've kind of led me on to my next question and one of the reasons I wanted to get you on, Kerbo. Tell me about Scum. How's that doing these days? Well, I've, I have played it recently, but I wouldn't say I'm totally up to speed on everything Scum. Um, it's not there yet, but it has a lot going for it. Uh, I really... How can I even... try to formulate my thoughts here. I'm, I'm not the best uh, at talking. It's got a lot of elements to it. Uh, the world's beautiful. Um, the crafting is, is really deep. I did a stream where it uh, 
I called it naked and afraid. I literally took took everything off my character. was completely butt naked. And I set up a rule where I could only craft, I could only use stuff from nature. And I had to try to survive. Um, the only thing I couldn't do that with was bandages. There was no way to make a bandage from natural products. So I, I did have to use rags. Uh, but it was still too easy. It was it was a lot of fun, but it was it was just super easy. So I, Scum is kind of strange because they, they, they keep saying they want to be a survival game, but they've got all this stuff in there. It's overly militarized. So I don't know. I don't know if they'll ever get there. It has the potential to be a superb survival game with all the, uh, the deep simulation of, I mean, they simulate your stomach and your colon for crying out loud. Yeah. But it's still missing so much stuff in the medical area and the metabolism. And I don't know, definitely keep an eye on it. And I play it, you know, every six months or so just to keep up. I actually rolled it out um, a few weeks back. I took a little mini break from um, Daisy. I was just getting sick of being KOS and I went, fuck it, I'll go have a look at Scum. Um, and I, I totally agree with you, mate. It's a good game, um, but <clears throat> it was. I, I actually don't mind the mechs. I think they're a novelty. Um, maybe a little bit OP on the vanilla mode, um, but I still found it good. You know, I, I still remember back when the game first came out and I was playing it quite a bit. The challenge to work out their patterns and get around them and. Um, work out it was worth, worth running across an open field and trying to time when you could and that, that was something novel and different um, but that third person camera <clears throat> kudos to them for trying something different that was one of the worst mechanics I've seen long long yeah I think they introduced it kind of at the wrong time maybe because when they introduced it they were having a lot of server lag issues so it, it wasn't really the third person camera mode that was the problem it was lag so that led to a lot of frustration but did, did they need to um, do it though mate because I, I i've strongly affiliated with the argument of if you don't like third person camera play first person well i guess they were trying to bridge the gap uh, i suppose i i don't I don't remember all the reasoning. I, I watched all that stuff years ago. Hmm. Trying to bridge the gap because so many people want that third person. Did you guys play it? But, For a limited amount of time. Yep. Yeah, I think I put less than a full 24 hours into the game. Like you said there, Boyd, you like the the idea of the, the mechs, you know, and I, and I agree. I think that's uh, it's something that isn't in many other games like that. But for me, those mechs were an issue because I found that any time you go to anywhere where there were mechs, they'd spot you from a million miles away and then two shots and you were just dead. Yeah. And it just became, a, you know, a, almost an unplayable and unwinnable scenario unless unless you wanted to spend, you know, three and a half hours just watching their their patrol routes and trying to figure out a way through, you know, you you. You just the second they saw you, they just beam you, and all of a sudden you're gone, and you have to start over again. And it was, it was really frustrating to a point where I just I ended up uninstalling it after, after less than a week of having it installed. I had one memorable. I was running across a field between buildings. I timed it. My character decided he. Needed um, <laughs> but it wasn't a uh, bodily function. It was. Um, because I'd bought one of the backer editions, but 
was you know how you do that weird thing where your shit gives you an item it was that so i literally had no control over it and i was like <laughs> are you fucking kidding me and sure enough i got blasted into that's, that's that a feature man. i want for daisy do you know what you shit out by any chance it wasn't <laughs> no a lucky horseshoe by any chance was it no idea not that bloody game it wasn't well if you haven't played it lately like in the last year it's probably worth checking out again uh the mechs are no problem i, I think it's easy on the vanilla servers so naturally i went to found a hardcore server one thing i do love about scum and you touched their crafting phenomenal i oh man i would love it if daisy crafting scum does it is just yeah it's a lot of fun brilliant yeah it is it is so much fun gathering the supplies to make a shelter so you can save and store stuff and um, creating an improvised axe and progressing your way up to you know, sharpen spears. and It's just got such a phenomenal crafting. If Daisy had one-tenth of the crafting that Gum does, I would be a very happy kid. Yep, it's, it's a lot of fun uh, lately. The last time I played, I was trying to sneak into the dam area and look, and I was on a hardcore server, so... Uh, the puppets are brutal. They'll kill you in three or four hits, and mechs are a one shot. So it was, and it was at night during a thunderstorm. So it was really exciting, and I just I couldn't see. I had to, I, I struggled, uh, but I finally got snuck in, and I found a few things and and snuck out. And so I spent probably I don't know a couple hours yep. just looting that area, and I don't, it was fun. It's like I said, it's got a lot going for it, but it's not there yet. So I, I hit less than 50 hours. I last played was July last year. I, I just couldn't do any more with Scum. One thing I yeah, have I was doing done the same. in the survival hours. aspect. Last played March that was 9. Being a real letdown has been miscreated. That is a game that has gone backwards from when I bought it to where it is now. Really? Yes. Like So I've never seen... Um, like I can't always play it at the highest settings anyway. It's my PC doesn't really like it too much, but I've never seen a character model go down, like get downgraded in the course of a game being made. I, I've, I've got some friends oh. that have played it, and around the uh, Canyonlands release, it's just fucked it. Um, I don't know much about Miss. I did play another it. game with a lot of potential. I just, I, I, I remember being a bit. I, I didn't mind the graphics of the game, um, but I remember being a bit turned off by the um, the the infected or whatever they call them in that. The mutant. The mutants, yeah. Like, uh... One I thing I loved quite about... a lot of hype. Sorry, I was talking over your rim stuff. That's all good, man. I was just saying this. I remember seeing quite a lot of hype when it comes to uh, to miscreated, but I didn't see a lot about it when it actually came out. I didn't see a lot of a lot of anyone really bothering with it too much because I think, like Hellfire said, it was you know it, it ended up going a bit downhill after a while. So I think it it didn't really play out too well in the end. Yeah, and it's also been plagued by hackers. 
I know I just I've seen a lot of tweets and stuff recently where hackers are just a big problem again. One of the things I really liked about Miscreated though is the mutants reacted to VoIP. I always thought that was a really cool feature. And the Daisy mod used to do that as well. Yeah, the old um, ear symbol. How much noise you were making. Yep. Not that, but uh, also VoIP. Like, if you talk in-game, they hear you. I think DayZ's got that again now. Yeah, they do. They do. They bring that back in a couple of patches ago. Yeah, I made the mistake of using a megaphone, and oh my god. (laughs) Oh, nice. Nearly every single affected within 100. I think Asmondian put out a... um, um, tweet. You don't follow Asmondian on our Twitter. I'll get his link. You need to. He makes some of the best little guides, Daisy, you'll ever see. And they're just one screen um, graphic designs. Yeah, he does the Daisy tips. Yeah. Really well done. Brilliant stuff. Those and, tips uh, are saved you know, one of his <laughs> I latest, think we've all been saved by those. One of his latest ones was showing the radius of the megaphone. There it is. Max distance, 200 meters. But yeah, it will aggro infected on you. I was dicking around one day with one, and then it was like, what the? Where did you all come? Oh, my God, I'm in trouble. I did like his March 24th one. Old influenza, airborne diseases, prevents contagion by using a mask and or putting one on the carrier in your group. And then, yeah, he explains the different levels of um, just VoIP distance. You can do that now. I didn't, don't know if you knew that, um, Turbo. Yeah, I still played a little bit when they put that in. Yep. Oh, I felt like a noob now. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Four and a half thousand uh... hours. I'm like, really? They've got a just voice in there? Shit. Yeah, it's when you when you press and hold caps lock to uh, to talk, you then press your up or down arrow keys, and you'll get the uh, yep. the different sort of lines, the three lines next to the uh, microphone symbol. Comes in quite handy at times, especially when you think now with the with the way they've updated Daisy to have it. So if you've got a mask or a, some sort of face covering, it'll uh, it'll it'll sort of stifle your voice and muffle things a little bit. It makes it really difficult. You, to, you to sound kind of like this when you have a helmet on. It, it sounds kind of it's it's, oh, it's, it's annoying. It's it's actually really annoying. Trying to talk to someone with a gas mask or a motorbike helmet on, it is. Mate, I can't understand a thing you're saying. Can you still eat through a helmet though? You can, but it, they've got that echo effect on it, so all you hear is a proper. There there are some mods. I don't know which mod it is, but um, like on Daisy Down Under, you cannot eat with a gas mask or a helmet on. Um, it's one of the uh, the running jokes in. Um, the Discord for the server is we need some sort of bot um, that detects um, the words I can't eat, what's wrong, um, just so it auto populates an answer. Because, yeah, the, pretty much every day, two or three times a day, someone will say, um, Guys, for my character can't eat I don't or drink, I don't know what's gone wrong. And then you always hear someone say, Are you wearing a helmet or do you have a gas mask? Oh, oh, no, such a obvious. simple thing, but most games don't do it. No. But that's one of the things I loved about that server and other servers like it. You know? Well, no, you wouldn't be able to eat or drink with a motorbike helmet on. Yeah, I see in uh, the next patch of Star Citizen, they're, they're adding in eating and drinking, and you have to take your helmet off. So, yay. 
How's that game going? Slow and steady. It's uh, nothing else like it. It's amazing. Never played it, but I hear so many rave about it. And there's so many conspiracy theories about it as well, about how much of a rort it is, how much money they've raked in, and the goals they've set, and never be able to achieve them. And yeah, like anything, time will tell. But it's it's so ambitious. It's probably the most ambitious game project ever, and they're having to invent new tech to make it happen. And yeah, it's it's been slow. I backed it on Kickstarter in 2012. Wow. So people complain about Daisy and Star Citizens like hold my. <laughs> yeah. Someone who is good with Star Citizen is uh, Joanna the Cat. She plays so much of it, it's unreal. Never heard of her. Uh, she, Johito. She's the. Oh, Joito, yeah. I think her Joito. name was. Yeah, she was Joanna the Cat when she played with Type, wasn't she, before she moved away from Daisy. She yep. plays a lot of it. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I wonder if Twitch unfollowed her. It likes to do that. Yeah, I think it's like J-O-I-T-I-O now or something on those. J-O-I-T-O. There we go. Boydie's got it. Strangely enough, I was on Star Citizen, I was a month or two ago, I think, and uh, I ran into Hicks and Kilroy. Hicks and who? Kilroy. Oh, yep, yep. Oh, nice. Yeah, Hicks was saying something in chat about uh, bug reporting, so I had to give him a hard time. <laughs> you would just have to with that game with that name, though, wouldn't you? Here's a here's a question for you: Is what did you guys think of Brian when he um, in charge of the show? You look at the progress that Daisy made while he was in charge. I think that speaks for itself. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll second that. Top dude. Would love to sit down and have a beer with him sometime. Uh, Fuck yeah. I'd even buy the dude a beer. I don't buy many people beer in, I'll tell you that, but I, I'd buy him a beer. Mate, I was lucky enough to get to meet him in 2015, I think, the year of the infamous um, roadmap. Um, and he oh, is God. absolute scholar and he is one of the nicest guys. Um, we teed up via Twitter, um, let him know that we were all going to go there. This is when I was part of a community called Aussie Convicts Attack Force. Um, and Brian was like, yep, we will definitely meet with you. We arranged for Brian Ham has a big love affair with Vigilante Gamer. I don't know if you guys know, but remember they used to call it um, third person and hardcore? Yep. Remember they, and then they changed it to third person and first person? Yeah, people were really upset. He did that because of Vigilante Gamer. Vigilante Gamer put a video out um, somewhere in his uh, catalogue basically saying that hey, it's not right to call it hardcore. There's nothing hardcore about first person. It's just first person mode. And he was a huge fan of Vigilante Gamer. Um, so we teed up to get Vig to go down there as well. Um, and seeing the two of them meet, it was really fucking. Uh... And Brian, uh, we all thought that we would get, you know, 20 minutes with him after the talk um, that he presented. 
And he said, right, where are we going for lunch? Cool. Yeah, he's got such a passion for gaming. Yeah. And he sat there with us. Um, and then we were, we were kind of like blown away that, holy shit, Brian wants to go to lunch with us all. Um, and then he said, okay, guys, I've got to go off. I've got a few things that I've got to do. Where are we meeting for drinks tonight? We were like, Brian Hicks wants to have drinks with a bunch of fucking Australia. This is did you fangirl a little bit? Of course he did. Fucking oaf I fangirl. Not to. You um, used to hear what you offered him in the toilets. <laughs> no, that, that was him and Vigilante. They actually went to uh, dinner. They went to dinner together, and then we all met up with them later. But yeah, it was definitely one of the uh, highlights of my um, Daisy getting to meet and just hearing him talk. Yeah, that's cool. About the game, his passion for it was just yeah. You know, it all it always uh, made me sad. When people would say he was just in it for the money, the rest of it, and like, dude, take a chance to meet the guy. You will not think that anymore. Just pay attention for five minutes. I don't know how you could have that opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of people involved with Daisy are so chill, though. uh, I was lucky enough to meet Spaggy at EGX a few years ago. And he spotted a T-shirt, and the next thing I know, I'm in the pub. And like an hour later, everyone at the table is completely rat-assed, and no one's been to the bar apart from Spaggy. And like, you, you go and say to him, "What well, do you want a drink?" And he went, like, "Don't worry about it. Sit down. I'll, I'm sorted. I'll sit down." One of the nicest blokes you'll ever meet. But yeah, got so much stick as well. Me and Spaggy have a love hate. I was a little bit unsure whether I could mention that name, but I'm bored. Of course you can, mate. No, I have um, a lot of respect for him um, and what he has done for the Daisy community. What he did for Running Man in particular um, was amazing. The the fact that he could do that for someone he only knew through online says a lot about the guy. We've just had disagreances on certain topics and... Um, decided to mutually part ways, but I still highly respect the guy. What he does, uh, stuff like his run, die, retry, is an amazing. Event. It is just and the fact that's gone cross platform now as well. They have yeah. PlayStation and Xbox events at the same time. Yep. it's insane. He runs all those servers, um, you know, and he. Promotes, um, you know, the likes of he was writing Barely Infected, Toprek, Running Man, um, those three servers. Then he's got his Russian one that he does as well. Him and Wayward Jack work together uh, to keep those things running um, smoothly. Pops a lot of hate, a lot of people, unjustified. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I think this is the video here that I was talking about, a third person suck. I'm not sure if that's thoughts on first versus third person that's the one that made brian uh decide to change from hardcore to just third person first person but yeah no spaggy yeah. spaggy is a um a true legend of the um uh, daisy community he's one of those um sort of unsung heroes he's not a high level content creator he um likes to joke that he's um not a streamer um 
but he still loves to stream and um i subbed to him for a long long time he would never let you donate to his servers um so i used to just there and spam gift subs at him um as a way of knowing that um you know at least a few dollars was going to some of the servers the village was one of my favorite servers there i loved the concept of the village this no um bloody team speak or discord server where everything had to be done using voip in game and i just thought that was such a bold idea and then to get renee to back it you know someone who nearly everyone in the daisy community i don't think anyone can say if they did i'd punch him in the it's a well-deserved punch as well, to be fair. Yeah. I think Spaggy as well, putting on so many events, like you said, with the, the Run Diary try and stuff, I think yep. if it wasn't for someone like him putting on events like that, I don't know if Daisy would necessarily be where it is today. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it would have died um, necessarily, but it certainly wouldn't be as booming as it is now i mean if you look i think we mentioned last week on the podcast with uh daisy winning that better with friends award through steam you know i think it's because of guys like spaggy putting on those events you know and people constantly doing different things like that and uh, making events and enjoying the game and, happy and bombs giving it such his, a platform yeah happy one. bombs again yeah that's another one yeah doing his true colors like if it wasn't for guys like them doing that um, then yeah, I, I don't think Daisy would be quite what it is now, and and you know it's not something you really want to think about too much because like I say I think we all we all very much love this game in one way or another. So I think it's it's definitely worth mentioning and definitely worth giving those guys a shout out for all the you know all the all the help they do and all the good stuff they do with the servers. This is one for you. Um, if you haven't um, watched it, this is one that I was trying to do stuff um, four years ago when I did this one. We put up a cash prize uh, for someone to hunt down Vigilante Gamer. And he had a squad of uh, three of us. There was me, Charlie, Daisy, Sandman, a mate of uh, Vigilante Gamers. We were his bodyguards. Um, and basically we tweeted out um, clues as to our location. <clears throat> People had to follow Vig on uh, Twitter to get the clues as to where we were. We didn't do it live on stream or nothing like that. We even we were trying to do that down here in Australia with our small to keep the <clears throat> the thrill of it. You know, you can see Vig has got videos here. Yeah, kill Vigilante in Daisy and win fifty dollars. And uh, Vanguard uh, donated more. Might make it hundred dollars. Uh, theme games and and yeah, it just it, it kind of grew and it, it was. We've done it several times now. Manhunts. So different people as target of the manhunt and they're just they're fun little things to do it's those little events that help keep daisy fresh and as much as it's great to play survival aspects sometimes it is good to hunt someone down because daisy's got unique attributes to it that separate it from you know because it's such a, a massive map we would give people you know out of the whole map would say we're going to be somewhere starting in the top left quadrant and that's all we would tell them and that's still a massive area uh, and we would all be geared up and especially when you go back all those years ago now that was uh four years ago so we had to loot up beforehand to make sure we were all geared up the amount of effort that went into it you know, i even remember doing events with blue waffle where we had the ashes uh, you guys ever see that 
I was just about to bring up the ashes. Now you mention it because that was yeah. just before I joined Blue Waffle. Yep, that was amazing times, mate. Amazing times. Me and Mick. Um, it was a brainchild of me, Mick Ballistic, and Norrie in here before. Um, I spent mm. a lot of time chatting with Mick Ballistic. He was, um, I don't know if he still is. Um, I don't see him tweet so much anymore, but he was uh, like Ben from BWAF's right-hand man. And we came oh, up he, with this. He was like the, the Prince Philip to, to the Queen. Like he was, he's right in there. I think he still is, as far as I'm aware. Yep. Um, and he's just, he's such a character. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm going to find the video. Be sure it's still on Vanguard's channel. Um, one of the highlights of my Daisy career was Vanguard um, is a very good mate of mine. A fantastic gamer. Sure it was on. Wasn't that a Wee Devil one? The Ashes promo. Nope. Ben did a lot of the artwork for it. Um, but the actual video for this was for the second battle. Uh. Let me... Probably easier if I just... This is it. This is it. Fucking awesome video. We've got Australians on one side of the runway, UK guys on the other side. Looks like they're um, having some crossfire across the runway. Uh, boys, they're going to bum rush diner and they're going to rush down the southern compound. Do not stop. Roger, waiting for call. UK guys look like they're defending from the north. But if there's UK guys in the fire station, that could be bad news if the if Australians have moved over here. I can see, I can see who's getting shot, I'll tell you that. <laughs> UK guys have only lost three, three players, which is crazy. You would have thought they would have lost more than that. But yeah, they're pushing down now. This should be good. He's up there, he's up. He's, he, will, he will get him. Yeah, there is up, an Australian up, up, on up, the floor up. in there. Yeah, yeah, the, there's a UK guy here up behind the blue filing cabinets now. I don't think he knows he's um, that there's a... Oh, he's, he's, down, he's, down, he's gone down. down. I think that's it, guys. I think that's it. Mick. You ready for the next one? Yeah, mate. 25th of July. Yep. Hope you put up a better fight this time. Never underestimate an Aussie, mate. <laughs> Seriously, though, it's going to be a different battle here. Close quarters. First person, too, mate. So you better get training. Yeah, we are, brother. Hope you guys are, too. Yeah, we are, mate. But I've got better things to do than stand here wasting time talking to a whinge and pom, mate. <laughs> Off you go then, you convict. Boydy, Boydy. 
back here. Something for you. And what would that be, mate? You might want to wear these next time. And the rest of your team. Mick? Yep. That was the promo Vanguard um, uh, come up with the idea of it. Then um, got myself and Mick to meet. The thing with the pants was um, it was a very controversial thing, but at the last second decision, even though we both had different uniforms, um, the decision was made. A lot of us weren't happy with it, but the decision was made that we would take our pants off. The worst thing we could have done. As you can see, you know, back then, those legs just stood out like dog balls, and we got up. Massacred Northwest Airfield. They destroyed us. Kind of a bit like we all life them, really, isn't it, Boydie? Uh, uh, uh. Who won the last Ashes in England, mate? I got no fucking clue. I don't play cricket, mate. No, neither do I. I just know it. Can't stand it ever, ever since bloody uh, cheating skin, sandpaper. Uh, you're not the first country, and you won't be the last. I'm sure, Pakistan and India have been done for bull tampering in the last ten years as well. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. Doing events like that way back then was absolutely amazing. It was so much fun because so much work had to go into organising. Now you can just pawn everything in. Back then, yeah, you know, it was a week long. Um, uh, ben from BWAF put up um, a server. Um, in the US created a server pretty much I think for around this and that's when um, around the time when the US Blue Waffle server started just so we could do the event and for about a week or so it was closed so that only the participants could go on there so everyone could run around to have to find all the uniforms and all the guns and grenades and scopes um, then it would turn into a shit fight because everyone would always bring extra stuff and then they'd dump it all on the ground and if you remember the server performances back so shit, if there was too much loot in one spot, the server would just shit itself. So they'd have to, okay, we're five minutes out from um, start, so we're going to wipe the server now. Make sure you log out, and there'd always be one dickhead who'd drop something on the ground. And uh, But good times. Good times doing when those I, big events back then. When I was at Boaf, we did it, uh, an event outside in a compound between Green Mountain and VMC. And we spent about a month and a half running loot, about 10 of us, from all around the map to this one specific place. And then about a week before the event, it, the server crashed and everything went and we had to start again. And it was, it, was one of the, it was one of the best events I've ever done. But the persistence file, it was when the persistence file was just constantly broken. Yeah. And it would get to a certain size and just go, no, fuck you, I'm done. And that's what it did several times over several events to the point where I think that's why the events started dropping because you couldn't stockpile gear in places for a certain amount of time or it would literally just go kaput. We need to do some of these big that was something I still look back on even though we lost it 
<clears throat> you know, the second game was brilliant. The boys from TLA brought it home for us. Game three was even quite close as well. Just absolute thing to have been a part of. Much respect for the UK Lions, um, Blue Waffles, guys from yeah. Convicts and some from Pipsy as well, I think. Yeah, good laugh. Right, lads, it has been an absolute pleasure, but I need to take a step away. I've got kids to go and deal with. Yeah, I think um, we've probably... Anyone else got anything else they want to quickly talk about or be pretty much done for the night? There was one subject I wanted to uh, to approach quickly, if we could, as well, around the idea of modding. I don't know if anyone's seen recently about the uh, the weapon and ammo expansion mod being removed by the author from the Steam Workshop. Which mod, sorry? The uh, It was the weapon expansion and the ammo expansion mods that were removed from the Steam Workshop by the author. They basically the weapon expansion mod had um, had a bunch of new weapons and what have you, loads of different bits and bobs in them, um, and then the ammo expansion mod was a was a, a separate mod to work alongside that that put in the ammo for those weapons. So it's two separate mods, and what basically happened is the author of the mods said that he didn't want to. Uh, basically be in charge of it anymore he didn't want to mess about with it it was taking up too much of his time you know he had better things to do uh so he his plan was to basically just remove it and everyone else would have to just put up with that uh, and then it seemed to have morphed from there then into um his in the in the uh, discussion section on the steam workshop for though for that uh, weapons expansion mod of him saying he was going to sell it to uh, the highest bidder um, and then it became to the point where he was then saying that no he wasn't going to sell it to the highest bidder he was going to sell the uh, copies of the mod to various people if anyone dm'd him and said i want a copy of the mod he would sell it to people uh, so that they could then still have it or still have a version a copy of it that they could then change and put onto um onto their own servers so now what you'll see is there's going to be a, a start a small influx i would imagine now of of people basically having a version of that mod for their own server but it would seem almost like the the author was almost trying to scam people um you know trying to build up a little bit of uh a little bit of buzz around his mod uh, and just trying to make a quick buck off of the you know off of what was historically a free mod that i think you know i have all the all the mods are obviously free uh, he sort of uh seems like he's trying to trying to just make a cash grab and now he has actually removed them both from the uh from the workshop wow that's the first i've heard of that yeah, it's something so, that sort of seemed to fly under the radar a little bit recently for some reason. So were they all like his models and textures and everything? Or otherwise, I don't see how you could sell it. Yeah, so, well, obviously the guns were obviously based on on real guns. So you had things like the M1 Garand, the Honey Badger, the Remington ACR, and they were all named as what they actually are in real life as well. But he had created that mod from scratch. 
So he had done all the textures, put everything in himself. Um, and it was basically a one-man operation. Um, but then he basically turned around and said he didn't want it anymore. He didn't want to deal with it. And rather than doing what a lot of people had asked and sell the whole thing to one specific person or one group of people so they could continue using that mod and, and take over the you know the the administration of it he instead tried to make a quick buck and say well i'll if you dm if anyone who dms me i will uh, i will basically sell you a copy of the mod which wouldn't be the full thing uh and then you can go on and sort of mod modify it from there and and do what you want and have it for your own servers that way so it lives on in some way wow well, if it says work, more power to him. People yeah, want to I mean, pay money for it. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was all his his thing. And, you know, like you say, more power to him. Do what you want with your own property. But at the end of the day, you know, there was there were a lot of servers, a lot of modded servers using that mod. Anytime I sort of joined a server and became as part of a community, if it wasn't on the server, I would always suggest it because it had some fantastic stuff in it, not just weapons, but other random items as well that you that weren't in, even included in any other of the, the weapons mods that you can get on the Steam Workshop. There were a lot of new things um, not included anywhere else. So for him to then, like you say, it's, it's his property at the end of the day, do what you want with it. But for him to almost hold it to ransom a little bit like that and say, you know, rather than I'll give the whole thing to someone to continue the legacy, what I'll do is I will just cheapen it by selling off, you know, copies of it to anyone who wants it. He sort of, he didn't really, there wasn't much in the community spirit involved in what he did. Yeah, I can see that for sure. But that's the, the danger, I guess, of using somebody else's Mod. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a strange one. Um, I suppose at the end of the day, he just wants to try and get back some of the time or the money he spent, or financial, you know, inclination for the the time he spent doing that mod. Well, it sort of comes back to what I brought up um, last week about that. I would be happy if um, Bohemia bought Namolsk off um, Adam. I'd pay for work. it. Oh, shit, yeah. I think there'd be people who wouldn't pay for them all. Would yeah, I think we could all agree that we would. Uh, I would not pay Bohemia for them all, Snow. <laughs> I knew you were going to be the odd one out. Did you pay Bohemia for Livonia, though? I did not. Man stands by his morals. Perplex. Has anyone gifted it to you? No. <laughs> Don't either. I would refuse it. <laughs> no, I just... Maybe it's silly, but my stance is I'm not going to buy DLC for an unfinished product, so I'll stand by that. No, that's fair enough. That's a fair enough argument. to agree yeah. with that. Me, I've loved Livonia. Um, I think you would love it, mate, because it is a map that really suits the survivalist. Oh, I played it when it was free beta. It is such a massive area of um, the woods, and coming across a bear is just. Oh, the first time you encounter a bear was just amazing. But yeah, it's definitely more a survivalist PVE map, but 
I think Kerbo's made the made the right decision there, and that you know for the right reasons of not wanting to pay for that DLC map. And I think you've given a valid a valid reason and response as to why. But what I saw quite a lot when it first came out was a lot of people were saying weren't saying anything about the you know the unfinished game part of it, which is which is a valid you know argument. But a lot of people were saying, well, I've already paid sixty odd dollars pounds whatever for the game. I'm not now going to pump another twenty odd into it. But those were the same people that would spend forty, fifty, sixty dollars on Call of Duty, then spend another twenty-five, thirty dollars on the season pass to get four maps. Yeah. And things like that back in the day, back with the like you say, with the original three modern warfare games and things. So there was always that sort of weird that weird sort of just uh, juxtaposition with people not not wanting to pay extra for something on one game. But then, perfectly happy to pay extra for something for basically what was basically the same idea and the same thing for a different game. Just give me a topic for next week. Daisy one I like to help every now and then. <laughs> I, or as I call it, it's it's 1.0. What the hell to ship it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, gents, thank you all so so much. It's been it was good. Thanks, it, was, it was good having a just a general chinwag. Kerbo, open invitation. You're welcome to come back whenever, mate. Yeah, all you have to do is ask. If I've got the time, I'll gladly be. Here. Gents, thank you all so so much for being a part of this night. I will love you and leave you now so I can say goodbye to the stream. Um, but yeah, thank you all so, so much, guys. No worries. Thank right, you see you guys. Invite. Hellfire Brimstone, Boydie. It's been fun. Thank you for letting me join. Hello. Yeah, nice Hellfire, finally talking to you, buddy. Open invitation to you as well, buddy. Uh, much appreciated, man. Too easy, mate. All the best, guys. Have a good see one, guys. Yeah, for now. See ya.